Helping people build ambitious and satisfying careers, businesses, and lives. This is the Influence Ecology Podcast. Now, here is your host, John Patterson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Today's mini-sode is an exclusive preview of the July 2020 Influence Ecology 3D Virtual Conferences. Through Verbella for virtual events, Influence Ecology now offers a social engagement and communication solution on our private 3D virtual campus. It transforms a real-time campus into an unforgettable, fully immersive experience. Our private virtual campus is designed to promote real social interaction, engagement, and collaboration with speakers, attendees, faculty, sponsors, and campus partners. Today, we hear one of our 40 featured conference experts share how they build potent transactions that produce better outcomes. As we teach it, the principle of personality and transactional behavior allows each of us to exploit our unique perspective. From a combination of their worldview and expertise, each conference speaker will reveal their specialized strategies and tactics that you can apply to your own business or profession. Our mid-year conferences are July 12th through 14th in the U.S. Central Standard Time and July 26th to the 28th Australian Western Standard Time. Our 3D virtual campus allows you to meet today's guests, other experts, and participants 24 hours a day from both conferences and in any country. Here's the interview. Doug Robertson, welcome to the Influence Ecology Podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Um, for our audience, just say your name, where you live, and a little bit about what you do. Uh, Doug Robertson. I live in Fairview, Texas, uh, which is a northern suburb of Dallas, and uh, I'm I'm currently retired. Yes, you are. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> but um, in your line of work, most recently, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, most recently, I was a CFO for a massage uh, academy and clinic, uh, the clinic being the C-section recovery center, uh, which was founded by my wife, uh, Lauren, and her partner, John. Fantastic. Now, for the purpose of our conference, one of the reasons we've invited you to speak is because of your personality and transactional behavior. So I'll say a little bit about that for guests who don't know anything about it. Um, as we teach it, um, people are involved in all kinds of transactions, but people tend to show up in transactions from a particular worldview. Um, and we acknowledge those different worldviews and for primary categories, um, inventors, performers, producers, and judges. And you identify as which personality? Uh, I currently identify as a judge. All right, good. And for our audience, say a little bit about what the heck does that mean? Uh, well, for me, uh, that means that I, <laughs> I usually am skeptical. It takes some evidence to convince me of things, typically speaking. Uh, I may start off as a no if it's something that I care about or feel that, you know, I don't necessarily want to waste resources. Yeah, that's how it resonates for me. There's a whole other laundry list of things that uh, 
this personality <laughs> helps the, the, just the identity of the judge in knowing the particular pitfalls of that. And it kind of helps get me through the day. That's great. All right. Good. So um, as we teach it, um, the personalities contribute something distinct to the transaction. So for the conference that we're about to lead, we're going to really highlight the ways in which different personalities bring different facets of talents or proficiencies or competence to transactions. And for our listeners who may not know exactly what that means, for our listeners who may not know exactly what that means or what that looks like, um, if I were to build a house and forgot the plumbing, um, it would not be a very good house. But oftentimes people build transactions or business models and miss major components, things that actually cause that transaction to fail or, um, or worse, it makes it slow and, uh, you know, makes it drudgery. So what you're going to be talking about is a particular thing that judges tend to bring, which is a kind of security. Uh, so tell us what your talk is called and tell us about that. So my talk is called Security is Surplus. And uh, basically, it's about how you'll never really actually be secure until you reach a point of surplus. Uh, mm. and, and until, <laughs> until you have surplus and you recognize that, you're always striving for something more. Um, and... And that doesn't provide security. Uh, the, the security in and of itself is knowing that you have enough and then some. Yeah. And have enough what? Uh, well, uh, it depends on what your aim is. Uh, you know, sometimes it's having specific uh, physical resources. Sometimes it's having a surplus in, you know, financial resources. That's certainly helpful in accommodating a surplus in other areas. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's a surplus of time, uh, being able to arrange things so that you have these surpluses. So it's not just a surplus of a specific resource. It's, uh, it just, it depends on what your aim is. Hmm. That's really good. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit about some of the basic financial one-on-one um, models and some of the gurus out there that talk a little bit about, you know, step one, if you're going to begin to build a little surplus financially. Now, if you're in a hole, you got to get yourself out of the hole first, and then you start to build a little, little bit of some of an emergency fund. And then you start to, you know, each one of us has probably have the experience where we, you know, have a little bit more financial surplus and a little bit more, a little bit more. And at each time we can experience the kind of security that it brings to us. But there's also the kind of security that's built so that when tragedy strikes, and it does, here we are in the middle of COVID, right? Here we are in the middle of, uh, of all that's going on. We don't know what's going to happen in the world financially, all kinds of predictions about the way that the market's going to go. But those who have surplus um, are doing quite well they're faring well or they even have the surpluses to take care of or or uh, create some opportunities for themselves so um is there anything else that you want to say about all of that and then i have another question for you uh after that well i mean i would definitely say it's it's one of those things 
that is being made very evident uh, that those with surplus are in a better position and are able to, uh, if not just ride this out, then to actually take advantage of those opportunities that are showing up. Uh, in, in the flip side of that is the, the people without surplus are definitely having to take different actions just to get through this. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, uh, you know, a uh, kind of a thing is that a lot of people are just trying to get through this. And a lot of people are uh, kind of thriving. Um, yeah. It just, it, it depends on the situation and, and surplus has a lot to do with that. All right. So now if you don't mind, you're how old? I am 42 years old. Okay. So you're 42 and retired. Um, then I would assert that in the background, you have some surplus that allows you to, to retire. And I won't ask you personal questions about that. So that's fantastic. And congratulations to you. And, you know, at the same time, nobody can see what I'm doing with my fingers, but you can just imagine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, um, but there's also a surplus, uh, uh, of health that is important for each one of us. And I think that is something that you're also dealing with. Um, and just to say what I mean by that, you know, in the same way, having a surplus of money is easy to see. If I have enough money, then if tragedy strikes, then I can, you know, survive the threat. But my health is something that when I have a surplus of health, uh, I'm also secure. But when we don't have a surplus of health, and here we are in the midst of COVID, and some people, they're, you know, there's threats to their immunity there's threats to their health already underway and along comes a virus right and obviously in that situation then there's not a substantial surplus to mitigate the threat um can you speak to that whole world of security is surplus oh absolutely uh you know the the condition of life health has been uh, the the condition that emerges most often for me throughout my life uh, I have, you know, struggled as long as I could remember. I'd, I'd struggled with s- several health issues. And I, I will say that the work that I have been doing over the last decade or so, uh, that was when I had my first heart attack, was in 09. And uh, the work that I've been doing over the last decade has provided a certain amount of surplus in health mm-hmm. uh, that was not there before that uh, I would say had uh, our current global situation occurred even, you know, a year, two years earlier, I would be in a different, an entirely different place than mm-hmm. I am right now. Uh, I have a certain amount of surplus so that I, I'm not going to a doctor's office twice a week sometimes, like I used to be. I'm not having to uh, expose myself uh, to different locations. I'm able to stay home and uh, maintain the you know, social distancing and things like that. Um, there, it, it's one of those things that I, until I had surplus in certain areas, I re- I never knew how important it was, and and how much uh, 
I mean, I'll just say life is easier yeah. when you have surplus and, and especially, you know, surplus in health, because it's, it's one of those things that's not easily quantifiable, like a dollar amount. Yeah. Uh, so it really is a matter of, um, and in a lot of the work was just learning what an actual surplus of health meant. In, in the past, I thought that I was doing great. I thought that I had a surplus of health. And then the next, and then it emerged again and it said, no, you don't. You have enough to get by right now. Uh, so there is a, a continued uh, learning of what actually is a surplus. That's great. All right, good. Um, many people are naive to um, what we're speaking to. Um, and part of the opportunity of the conference is to go to the conference and learn from one another. There's 40 speakers speaking at the conference and I'm going to learn something from you. I'm going to learn something from, you know, everybody, a little bit of something. Um, what would you say some of the other personalities might be naive to regarding the security, uh, built through surplus? Well, I would say, uh, you know, a lot of the other, that you know the judge gets kind of the bad rap uh as as being mean um and harsh and and often it, it just comes from a place i feel of realism and and an actual understanding of the consequences uh so i think that i've i've seen some other personalities tend to uh ignore themselves and their own health for the sake of uh, getting something done. Mm. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm, I'm thinking inventors that, that will tend to just push themselves and push themselves and push themselves and not, um, not stop when they necessarily need to, mm. or, uh, you know, a performer that would just give everything away and not hold back anything for themselves. Um, it might be the tendency, you know, the, the producer just getting so bogged down in a specific action or trying to accomplish a specific task without seeing the overall consequences of the big picture, perhaps. Um, yeah, I guess those are top of my head. Those are some of the that's areas right. where I see. All right. That's really good. Okay. Uh, last question. What are you looking forward to most about the conference? Yeah, I am. I am excited about learning from the other speakers. Uh, there's so many different topics and from the different points of view. I mean, I, I love learning from other judges about my own personality, but I really feel that I get so much more out of hearing from the other perspectives and, uh, and learning, uh, you know, maybe some, some tips or tricks on how to be more effective with people uh, mm -hmm. or, or how not even necessarily how to talk to people, but how to listen to people uh, yeah. correctly. And then, and honestly, just hearing, you know, you and Kirkland uh, is an absolute joy. I look forward to conferences. That's the highlights of my year every six mm -hmm. months. And even though this is going to be a different experience, I am still very much looking forward to the experience. Me too. Me too. All right. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. 
World-class virtual training has been part of our DNA for over a decade, and the newly launched Influence Ecology Virtual Campus provides a unique, immersive learning environment for our global network of ambitious professionals. Our campus offers corporate training, educational workshops, study incubators, as well as specialized knowledge and innovative tools to help grow your influence and income. Our exclusive membership ecology allows you to collaborate with some of the best and brightest minds, talent, and skills in many industries, occupations, and cultures across the globe. If you're interested in trying the Influence Ecology virtual campus for yourself, visit influenceecology.com forward slash campus. That's influenceecology.com forward slash campus. Or in the U.S. or Canada, you can text the word campus to 805-262-9008 and we'll send the registration link right to your mobile phone. Again, text the word campus to 805-262-9008. Also in our show notes, you'll find all the links to websites, books, or special downloads mentioned in this podcast. During the conference, we'll hear about each topic, why it's important, and how you can apply these strategies and tactics to your own business. In addition to our July 2020 conferences, our campus offers corporate training, educational workshops, and study incubators that include ambitious professionals from many industries, professions, and cultures. We provide social mixers and networking events to help connect with others and their expertise. We allow students, faculty, and mentors the opportunity to connect before and after program sessions to get help, form study groups, and use the campus for discussion. We also offer our advanced students premier program venues that serve their aims for an elite experience amongst peers. We can't wait to see you around campus.